Today on Locked On Angels, we get you set for the two-game series against the Texas Rangers. It's kind of like a revenge tour, right, John? That's right. We're going we're gonna to go at them. We're also going to talk about Anthony Rendon and his play at the plate and at third base on defense. And we ask this question, do we appreciate Shohei Otani? You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're, of course, free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. And if you're watching on the video side, you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode hits. Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We're excited about today's series, the Revenge Series against the Texas Rangers. Mike, we got swept last week by the Rangers, three games, and I'm hoping for some dubs as big as the A on my hat. We need some big (laughs) Ws this week, and I think that we can take them from Texas. What do you think? Yeah, I think we have an opportunity to do that, and good news is that we are a few games over 500 at home and on the road, and we are actually playing at home against Texas, Mm -hmm. and so we've got the Angel fans on our side, we've got the at-home cooking on our side, (laughs) and we, we have everything that we need, and so it would be great to take these two games. I don't want to split this series, I think we should take these two games. We're not playing in the Grand Canyon, a.k.a. Globe Life Field, which is, I don't know if it's the camera angles in that field, in that new stadium, but man, it feels like you're a million miles away when you're watching it on TV, and that field just feels huge. So what is it with (laughs) Texas baseball stadiums, right? Maybe, I guess everything's big in Texas, right? Because you go to Houston, (laughs) and it's like a puzzle piece, but it's massive, and then in Texas with the Rangers... You play them, and it feels like you're hitting into the Grand Canyon because it's just so spread out, that, right? That pitcher's camera angle, the center field camera, does not help anything because it feels, like I said, a million miles away. It's like the default setting on MLB The Show. I always turn that <laughs> off and get yeah. much closer to the pitcher. So. Where you have to pause the game, yeah. and you have to go into settings, and you have to reset it because you just can't <laughs> hit or pitch. I thought I threw a curveball at the corner, but it ends up bouncing at the plate, right? <laughs> so we talk about this sweep last week. What happened? What went wrong for the Angels last week? Let's talk about it. What do you got for me first? Well, the, the first thing is, is we've noticed this with the starters. When the starters don't go five innings, we really seem to struggle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the indicator on if we're actually going to be successful in a game. We got to get to the fifth inning. Yeah. And, and I'm saying like not even getting pulled in the fifth inning, but getting through that fifth inning is such an essential to beating the Rangers because that is going to show that we've actually been in the game the whole time that our starters are not struggling and they're going to be able to create a natural bridge to the bullpen, right? It does help that we have Archie Bradley back for this series. Of course, he's coming off the IL. Uh, He got a few games in down in the minors, just a couple of rehab assignments. And that goes into the next point is the bullpen struggled to get outs. And we had to rely on a lot of guys who weren't in their correct spots. We we talked yeah. about Mike Myers being in there and how his his role this season has seemed to be the low leverage guy. I know we've used him in higher situations before, but he just doesn't seem to have what he had at the end of 2020 anymore. So he seems to be more of a, a low leverage guy. And of course we had to use him 
in a crucial situation against the Rangers last week. And so it is good to have Archie Bradley back. We've got a refreshed bullpen in terms of Aaron Loop, Ryan Tapera, Rysel Iglesias have all had the day off on Monday, so they should be raring to go. And Rysel has returned to form. Rysel looks like he does every time he goes out there, as opposed to those couple innings where he struggled last time. What's your ideal bullpen, John? Is it is it Bradley, Tapera, Loop, and Rysel, or do you have a different shuffle of bullpen pitchers as as like say say for today's game? Yeah. Like what would you do now that Bradley's off the IL? How how would you ease into that? What would you set up the bullpen as? I think you uh, start with Bradley and I think that him and Tapera could be interchangeable, but I also think that if you've got Aaron Loop coming in and he's coming in against the lefty. I think, obviously, that's his best situation. And he can pitch against right-handed people, and he he wants to do that. But if he's going to struggle against righties, I think you could do some sort of combination of of Bradley to Para and then Rysel. So for 7, 8, and then 9, that could work out well. But if, if the starter has to come out after 5, you could do something like a Bradley to Para loop Rysel, in my opinion. Where does where does Oliver Ortega fit into that rotation for you? Ooh, that's a good question. I think if you're if you're tied or even up by a run or down by a run, I think that he does really well in close situations. And he usually comes in when you need maybe an inning and two thirds or maybe two extra innings. I think that he is somebody who can come in when the starter doesn't quite reach where they need to be. If it's if they're out by the fourth or the the fifth, then that's where Ortega where Ortega can come in and kind of complete the rest of that starters uh session, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that if I'm Joe Madden, I'm gonna have Bradley play the Ollie Ortega role okay. in this series. And then I'm gonna have Ortega, Tapera, and Loop. And I think that those Two guys at the end, Tapera and Loop, are interchangeable. Mm -hmm. But I think that I want to ease Bradley, at least in this series, into his rhythm and where I want him to play in the bullpen. And then eventually, I think I go with what you said first. I think I have I have Bradley, and then I have Tapera, and then I have Loop. And obviously, Rysel is going to close the game. But Ollie Ortega has proven to be somebody that we can count on. Definitely. And I wonder if it's better for him to not always be that guy, but maybe him and Bradley are interchangeable pieces yeah. in that, let's say, fifth inning, sixth inning role. If that feels good to me as a fan if they're coming in at that point because I'm confident that they're going to hold the lead or they're going to hold the game and give us an opportunity to win. Yeah, one last note about that series last week. We just didn't have the clutch hitting that we needed in that one. Lots yeah. of opportunities to score and didn't quite deliver in those moments. And we put the pressure on Texas enough to come back in some of those games but unfortunately we were just not able to capitalize so if we had to break it down for a couple of things that need to go right I think number one we got to have a quality start we can't have yes. Noah Syndergaard not getting out of the first inning he's got to be focused on both the hitter at the plate and be able to pick off or throw out or at least tease getting somebody out at first he's got to be able to right. focus on both he can't just be on one or the other I think that's a, right. a key part to this series. What's another one, Mike, that we need to do this series? I think that they have to watch how many walks they give up because yeah. that seems to be the the killer of the Angels starting staff and even in the bullpen. Like we need to get outs when 
they give us the opportunity to get them out, mm-hmm. right? Like if it's a ground ball, then let's let's scoop that up. And, and if it's uh, a one-two pitch, let's not go to three and two. Like let's finish <laughs> the at bat. Let's get outs when when necessary, right? Absolutely. Now we've got another pitching matchup against Dane Dunning, and he's going to go up against Syndergaard. Dunning is somebody that we can manage very well. Historically, we we hit very well against him, yeah, and especially early on in the game. And so I don't see us having a problem there. We just got to get to him early, and that, and that Angels offense really needs to attack and support Thor. If they can get him a a lead by the end of the first, and so that he can come back in in the second and and cruise a little bit, I think that would be helpful to Syndergaard, in my opinion. Yeah, we've done really well in that first inning in scoring runs, and, and we're leading the American League in runs scored. And so I think that that is something that would be essential in this series. And then for Wednesday's game, it's Glenn Otto against Reed Detmers. And I looked up a stat, John. Did you know that those that pitch a no-hitter normally, on average, <laughs> yes. struggle yes. in that second game. It's so strange, but yeah, they do. Isn't that interesting? And then and then it's that third game that Reed Detmers will be pitching on Wednesday mm-hmm. that they find their form again. And yeah. so I'm hopeful that we'll see, I'm not going to say no-hitter Reed, but I think we'll see his stuff, we'll see that classic, that classic Reed Detmers, right? And, and I'm hopeful that he can go six, maybe even seven innings that night. And if he does, that'll be exciting. Yeah, it'll be good to have that version of, of Reed Detmers back and correct what went wrong last week and do it right against the Rangers this week. I agree. Coming up on Locked On Angels, do we appreciate Shohei Otani? John and I think so, and we're going to tell you why. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Bet Online, isn't it, Jonathan? It is brought to you by Bet Online. Check out Bet Online for your number one source. For all your betting and sports info, you're going to find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NBA playoffs, which are hot, hot, hot. And of course, this season's Major League Baseball season, which is rolling on into the end of May here. So there's a lot to pay attention to. And Bet Online is your number one source for all of it, for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online is where the game starts. And we appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. You get recaps of all the MLB games with analysis from our Locked On experts. John and I have been a part of that, and it's so much fun. Well, when the Angels win, it's fun, not when they lose. (laughs) But we're taking fans through the season like no other network, and it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We want to take this time to talk about Anthony Rendon. But before I do that, if you're watching on the YouTube side, Mike, you look like Joe Madden. I love it. <laughs> I'm wearing my I'm wearing my blue light glasses. It's been a headache day, too much computer day. So I, I actually I just want to be like you, John. You know That's the song. Right. I want to be like Mike. I'm changing it. I want to be like John. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, listen. We wanted to have this conversation about Anthony Rendon because you and I are of the opinion that he is a positive contribution to this team, and oh, not trying yeah. to be a homer. And and but you and I have watched Angels baseball for a long time. And we, we've seen our share of stinkers, and we do not believe that Anthony Rendon is stinking it up out there. So let's talk about him. There's talk about his performance and how he's been doing on the field. 
But let me just talk about some of his offensive stats. Now, okay. the batting average is at 239, which is not the kind of average you would want to see from a guy like Anthony Rendon, but we know that he historically starts out the season slow. He even did it in 2020 during the shortened season. It took him a little while to come around, and of course, that season was 60 games. We are going to be playing a lot more than that this season. Right. Five home runs is pretty good for Anthony Rendon. He's not historically a big-time home run hitter. In fact, most of his production comes from those extra base hits. We call him Tony Two Bags for a reason. But he's got 22 RBIs, and that puts him toward the top of RBIs on this team. You know, Brandon Marsh and Otani and Trout are currently leading in those categories in terms of RBIs. He's got a 30... <laughs> this is a hard one. Uh, 333 on base percentage. Yeah. And you can see that he demonstrates that every time he's at the plate because he's got a lot of patience and he takes walks. And that's one thing I really like about Rendon. And he's got a 742 on base plus slugging percentage. And 57% wow. of his batted balls are to center field, which is the highest in his career. We always say that he's got the warning track power curse because the dead balls are just killing him this season because I yeah. I contend that he would have a lot more home runs if these balls weren't so dead. <laughs> right, right. But, I think that's a good indication that he's not trying to pull the ball every time he's right. up there too. Absolutely. Which is why he's Tony Two Bags, right. right? You hit it into the gaps. Exactly. And that, that's going to get you to second base. Let me talk about his defense, John, because as, as Angel fans have been a bit frustrated with him, and they've compared him to Pujols, and you and I have talked about Ugh. that off-air. Um, w- what I want to point out is that defensively, he is light years ahead of Albert on the field. Mm-hmm. And here's a couple of stats that I, I think are really important. First of all, he has two defensive runs saved so far mm-hmm. this year. And and that's a, that's a good stat. That'll continue to go up. But here's the one that I actually found most fascinating. Okay. So there, this is a stat that I'm brand new to, and so maybe you are too, and most fans are. It's the total fielding runs above average stat. Okay. His number is 13. And so here's what that means, that the Angels are 13 runs ahead when he is playing defense at third base versus the average third baseman in baseball. Does okay. that make sense? I So essentially they are getting scored on 13 times less just because he's at third base? Is that? Yes. Okay. So yes. It's kind of like so it's war. similar. It's similar to war. Yeah. It's similar to like in baseball, or I'm sorry, in basketball and in hockey, there's a plus minus, right? The yeah. team is is plus this much, this, this many goals or baskets when you're on the court or on the ice or minus this much. Mm-hmm. This is similar to that. So when Tony Two Bags is playing third base for us, essentially he's saving 15 runs so far this year and and the angels are 13 plus runs ahead of the team that they're playing if he's playing third now if somebody else that's is crazy. in there they're they're going to struggle defensively and the statistics show that so that's where i think that we really need to be grateful for tony because he's playing a solid solid third base yeah and He's had some great moments recently, and, and, and he's starting to hit more, especially more doubles. He's really living up to the Tony Two Bags name. He's had a few clutch moments, too. He, he hit the walk-off against the Nationals, and, I mean, he's really been coming through for this team in the past few weeks. He's playing great defense. I know that when he started out this season, he had a couple of throwing errors, and he was still trying to get his his legs and hips under him, but he's he's making some fantastic plays that you wouldn't see out of an average 
third baseman, and we spent most of 2021 watching an average third baseman play over there. <laughs> so right. it's yeah. been great to have him back in this lineup. And then he's patient. He's patient at the plate. Yes. He's relaxed. And I think he brings a really interesting mood to this team in terms of being calm and collected. And again, that patient approach, I think him and Taylor Ward are the best examples of guys who I can watch them at the plate and be, not see it, say like, oh, this is an automatic strikeout or watch them swing and miss, right? Right. And, right. and it's been really nice to have that. And and he receives a lot of hate, and I think it has everything to do with people being burned by the Albert Pujols contract and being yeah. upset about yeah. that. And by extension, the Josh Hamilton contract and all of those bad contracts that we've had over the years. But a lot of people will consider comparing Rendon to Pujols, but I just don't see it. And I don't, I mean, I keep going back to the first season he was with us. He was top 10 in MVP voting, and I know it was 2020. Last year, he was hurt. So I think that if you want to criticize after 2022, be my guest. (laughs) But but let's give him a full season to show what he can do. Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. and, And who is going to play third if we're not having him there, right? Yeah. Like Tyler yeah. Wade's been all over the place, but Tyler Wade isn't going to be Anthony Rendon, at least defensively. We know offensively no. he's not. No. And and neither is Matt Duffy. And I've been a fan of Matt Duffy. And I don't see him filling in for Rendon and being successful over no. there. And so I really like him there. There was a, a, a question on Twitter about like, would Stefanik be able to be somebody that has come up? And I think you and I have been very clear, like Stefanik has a good bat. Mm -hmm. There's not a guarantee that he's going to hit in the majors, right? But it's his defense that's really questionable. And and it's the same thing with Joe Adele, right? With Joe Adele in the outfield, we're just not sure what we're going to get with him. And we might get a few home runs and he'll be streaky. And Stefanik might be the same thing. I think what Rendon brings to our team is consistency. And his average has has risen. And you're going to see, I I guarantee you, by the end of June, he's going to have some really great stats. They're not going to be mind-blowing Mike Trout or even Taylor Ward stats. (laughs) But they're going to be consistent stats, right? And you mentioned his home runs. He's got five home runs. He's not a home run hitter. And so if he's in the 20 to 25 range at the end of the year, I think that's great. And I think that that is what we would want from a third baseman. What I've loved about Rendon is he reminds me of Adrian Beltre and his influence Mm. on the Rangers and influence when he played for the Mariners and when he played for the Red Sox. And so I think that he's our Adrian Beltre. We missed out on him. I'm glad we didn't miss out on Rendon. And I think Rendon is only going to help us be more successful this year and in the years to come. Well, hey, Locked on Angels is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Now, we all want to be healthy. We want better gut health, more energy, an optimized immune system. But we don't want to take pills and vitamins every single day, do we? So what do we do? Ask Athletic Greens for help. Athletic Greens, or AG1, is a supplement that actually tastes great. It has a mild, tropical taste that you will actually look forward to each morning. So why AG1? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and, here's your word, Mike, adaptogens. Adaptogens! To help you start the day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and 
aging, and AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, and I feel called out by this one. You're investing in your health, <laughs> and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. I'm talking to myself here. Shots fired. And it's healthier, <laughs> too. It's also cheaper than buying all those different supplements separately. This is an all-in-one nutritional investment. So go to athleticgreens.com today and choose better health. And it gets even better. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health. John, it's not a Angels podcast if we don't at least talk about Shohei 76 times, right? <laughs> we need to. <laughs> so the question that we are wrestling with today is this one. Do we appreciate Shohei Otani? Do we as Angel fans appreciate him, right? I love Shohei and Otani. <laughs> there's, the funny thing is, and the reason why we're asking this question is because there have been some fans from other teams who have said, I just don't think that you're grateful for his talent. So... John and I have two thoughts. John, I'll share thought number one. You share thought number two. So the first thought is this. We have. We have appreciated (laughs) Shohei Otani. We have celebrated everything that he has done, even back in 2018. Yeah. And he pitched, and he pitched well. Were you there in 2018? Because we were there. Where were you? (laughs) We were were there. When he got hurt and then hit a home run in the same game, he had to say that he was getting Tommy John surgery. (laughs) Yes. I was there when he was starting against the Guardians, and and they were playing in our stadium, and we hadn't beaten them in years, and I didn't even make it into the stadium and the Guardians already hit a home run off of him. It was a terrible start because he had like a hangnail or something. Yeah. We hung in there. We were there. We were there. And (laughs) listen, we've celebrated everything that he has done. Every start, we've celebrated every home run, every hit. Last year, man, that was so much fun. Yeah. We celebrated that. And here's the thing that you and I have done that I've also heard other Angel fans do. We've been honest about where he can improve, which is not a frequent conversation. It's not because it's Shohei Unicorn Otani. (laughs) Like this guy's incredible. And we've discussed his slow start because he did start slow. But listen, a critique is not criticizing. We're not criticizing this guy at all because this guy is incredible. But a critique is, hey, I think that he needs to be more patient or stop swinging at that pitch. Obviously, we're looking at it through a lens of a fan. And I don't think that because Shohei is a once in a lifetime, once in a generational talent, that you can't actually maybe poke some holes in some of the things that he's doing. And as fans, that's what we're going to do. But listen, we have appreciated Shohei Otani. So other fans from other teams, mind your biz, right? (laughs) What's the second thought, John? Well, you've got to be objective when looking at any player. I mean, we've, we've been objective about Mike Trout or, and even Rendon. Like I know we just talked about Rendon and what he's doing well, but of course there's times where Rendon has been frustrating. Last year was a drag and, and we came to find out it's because he was hurt so much. Right. And, and, and I mean, I love Noah Syndergaard, but I mean, he pooped the bed last week and that, and we had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Like players yeah. are going to have their ups and downs. That's baseball. It's 162 games. Not everyone is perfect 
all the time. We love we love the additions to the bullpen. They stunk last week. Rysel Iglesias yeah. stunk last week. And he <laughs> <Stunk>. didn't <laughs> and he didn't in his last two appearances. So yeah. that's the way this game goes. And Shohei Otani is susceptible to the same kinds of things. We know he's working right. hard. We know he's doing both. We know that he's DHing and pitching, and that's a lot to ask of one person, but that's the way he wants it. That's the way He's dictating it, and he gets to decide that, which is what we right. love. They and let him be yep. Shohei Otani. But here's here's a second thing. We are appreciating Shohei Otani, but what's yes. funny, as Angel fans and announcers from Bally Sports to the radio, as they share their love and appreciation for Otani, now people say that we're talking about him too much. <laughs> oh, I know. That's ridiculous. Oh, man, stop talking about his 100th It's It's that fan. It's the better than Mike Trout better fan, right? Trout. It's like, why are you talking about Shohei so much? Or how come you're not appreciating? Mind your biz. Mind right? your business. <laughs> Look, it's, people cannot comprehend what they are seeing at the moment, and they will not truly understand until it's over. And you and I have watched baseball long enough to know that when people come and go, you really miss them. You really miss Ken Griffey Jr. on the Mariners doing his thing. You really yes. miss Michael Jordan on the Chicago Bulls doing his thing. You watched it and you were amazed while it was happening, but then you really look back and realize, man, nobody's that was special. Ever, that was special. Nobody's ever going to do yep. it like that ever again. And the same can be said for Shohei. No one is ever going to be able to do what he's doing at the lengths that he's doing it. There might right. be two-way players in the future, and I think that he's paving the way for that, but I, I doubt that we'll see anybody in the next... 50, 100 years do it like him. It might be another 100 years before they're comparing one guy to Shohei Otani, as there's been 100 yeah. years between Babe Ruth and Shohei Otani. By the way, Shohei is proving to do it better than Babe Ruth. <laughs> he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> and and that's pretty incredible to see. The same goes with, with Mike Trout. You and I have been lucky to watch Mike Trout through his entire career, and we stand by the fact that he's he's the GOAT. He's yep. He's the most consistent. He's the most enjoyable to watch, and and the media has tried to come at the Angels and him as well. And it goes back to that conversation of, oh, is this guy the next Mike Trout? Well, the same thing is happening to, to Shohei Otani. Like, there's nobody like him. You can't compare him to anyone. He continues to amaze. So if you're tired about hearing... Uh, hearing about Shohei Otani, I got news for you. You're going to be hearing about him for a long time. So, right. sorry. <laughs> sorry he's right. not on your team. <laughs> Turn the channel or or follow a different Twitter feed or whatever. But that, that feels like that's what it is, right? We have appreciated Shohei. We are appreciating Shohei. And fans coming at us are just coming at us because they would want Shohei on their team right. in a heartbeat. A heartbeat. Right? A heartbeat. Now, for your next heartbeat for your next listen in the next heartbeat mike where should we send our listeners next our buddy Soli hosts the locked on mlb podcast and he brings his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present and it's free and available wherever you get your podcast that wasn't my best transition i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> want to thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can reach us at Locked On Angels. Of course, Mike and I are available on Twitter and Instagram at Super Halo Bros. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's episode? So speaking of two-way players like Shohei Otani, I want to talk about the other two-way player, Albert Pujols. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about the Albert Pujols effect and how his presence has impacted the players and the team. 
Ah, We're going to talk about that tomorrow. Got it. Got it. I'm looking forward to that one. All right. Until tomorrow, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on Locked on Angels. Locked on Angels.